Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to the Corbett Report. I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com with another edition of Propaganda Watch. Stop me if you've heard this one at all in the past few weeks. Contact tracing. I'm willing to bet you have heard about contact tracing in the past few weeks. I'm also willing to bet it is a term that you have never heard before in your life prior to the last few weeks. Something to cogitate on, and I have a remarkably profound but remarkably simple observation about that coming up for you. But for those who have somehow managed to miss this term, contact tracing, and its definition, well, why take it from me? Let's take it from the Clinton Global Initiative. One of the elements, key elements, in your plan to be able to reopen California, and I liked it, by the way, because you didn't overpromise. You didn't promise you could do things you couldn't, and you made it clear that unless you could do it without more people getting sick and dying, it couldn't be done. But one of the things that you have to be able to do is to track people who are positive. Where were they? Who were they in contact with? How can you hem up any recurrence of this? Uh, Massachusetts has recently announced that they're going to try to build a statewide tracking program, and they've asked partners in health to run it for them. And they're one of my partners in the work we run in Africa, Haiti, and other places. But where are we going to get all these contact tracers? Uh, should we have, like, should, like you did with, uh, California did with the Conservation Corps of Young People, should we have a contract tracer corps, even if we call it something more elegant? Should we yeah. really build the first public health network we've ever really built in this country around this issue? Uh, I think the answer is absolutely yes. And, and I, I love the Massachusetts example. We were able to learn uh, from them. We're all sharing best practices in real time. Uh, but this is an interesting point that's often not brought up. Uh, we have tracing capacity that predates COVID-19. It goes back to SARS, measles, TB, uh, et cetera. Tracking and tracing capacity that exists in the county levels primarily uh, and increasing capacity at the state level. So what we're doing is we're building off that existing infrastructure and using the tools of technology to overlay. In addition to that, we're using AmeriCorps specifically. I uh, thank you as a champion for AmeriCorps. Uh, for decades, uh, we've been able to take advantage of that workforce. Obviously, our conservation uh, core. What we have now is called Cal Volunteers, in the spirit of Sarge Shriver. Uh, we are asking people, thousands of folks, to be part of this new core to get trained and to help us with the tracing. Because you're absolutely right, the predicate for getting back to some semblance of normalcy is our ability to identify individuals through testing, to be able to trace their contacts to isolate individuals uh, that have uh, either uh, been exposed or quarantined people that are tested positive. And that's just gonna require an army of folks and the capacity of consideration from individuals to allow uh, for their privacy uh, to be impacted by that kind of acuity of attention based upon where they've been and who they talked to. Oh, yes contact tracing. Is that what they're calling it now? Because 
It seems to me that this is the nightmare panopticon total surveillance grid that crazy conspiracy theorists have been warning about the creation of for decades now. But no, no, you silly conspiracy theorists, you were completely wrong. That never existed and you were crazy and paranoid for even caring about it. But, oh, here it is, and it's now called contact tracing. <laughs> you, you see how this works. This leads to a remarkably profound and remarkably simple observation about propaganda. Propaganda is PR. All propaganda is, stripped down to its bare bones, is a marketing campaign designed to sell an otherwise unpalatable idea to the public. If it was palatable in its pure form, they wouldn't need a marketing campaign surrounding it. They wouldn't need to dress it up and call it something else and give it a fancy name and introduce it in, a, in some PR glitzy way. No, they would just state it openly and plainly. The fact that there is a marketing campaign that surrounds an idea shows you that it is propaganda of some sort designed to make you accept an idea that you would otherwise be resistant to. And one of the simplest and most effective marketing techniques for unpalatable ideas is to simply name that idea something else and then present it in a context where it seems to be good. So that you can take something that literally for decades, for, for half a century at least, maybe more, go back to 1984. I mean, I know it's referenced every few minutes these days, but it's because it is wildly appropriate for the times that we are living in. People have understood for generations that the creation of a panopticon grid of total surveillance is an absolute nightmare. There is no other way to understand what the creation of such a grid of total surveillance, other than as a nightmare scenario. Unless, of course, you're dealing with the, the event that changed the world as we know it, and the entire rules of civilization are going to have to be rewritten because of the dramatic events that have taken place in Pandemic 1, as Bill Gates has just rebranded, is attempting to essentially market the propaganda campaign around SARS-CoV-2. It's now Pandemic 1, which of course implies there's going to be a Pandemic 2, doesn't it? Makes you wonder what Bill Gates is, is up to, doesn't it? But at any rate, yes, there is a marketing campaign surrounding Pandemic 1, and one aspect of that is to rebrand the complete and total government surveillance of everything you do, everywhere you go, everyone you talk to, everything you purchase, and everything else to do with your actual physical meat space life, uh, the total surveillance they're going to repackage as contact tracing, which, again, is a term that you've never heard before in your life, so you don't have any pre-associations pre or baggage around that term. It's not surveillance. It's not, it's not uh, you know, some sort of invasive thing. It's just contact tracing. Well, that sounds rather passive, doesn't it? And, of course, it embeds with it a million pieces of very, very worrying data, doesn't it? So, yes, the Clinton Global Initiative is just one of many, many outlets that is trying to introduce this idea to the public discourse right now and framing the way that, that, word, that those words are being introduced to the public. So I would invite you, just as, a, just as an experiment, just type the words contact tracing into a news search. Any sort of search or news search that you, uh, you tend to use, just type those words in and read 
some of the many, many entries that are coming out right now, some of which are saying, well, lawmakers have some concerns about the ways that contact tracing could be used by the big tech companies because they might not respect your privacy. But of course, that's coming from the government saying, don't worry, guys, we're the good guys. We'll totally be trustworthy when it comes to tracking and tracing everything you go, everyone you meet. Don't worry, we can be relied on. It's just those big tech guys that aren't, I don't know about them. Of course, they're in the back pocket of government and government's in their back pocket anyway. It's all one big corporate fascistic stew. But let's disregard all of that and let's make the debate about who should be entrusted with all the data about everywhere you are going at all times of every day. And only for the duration of the crisis, right? Because they will never, ever again use this uh, fear of some sort of new contagion to flip the switch back on and to re-enable all of the controls that they are putting in right now, right? Oh, of course, that is exactly what is going to happen. Powers that are taken by the government, as we should all know by now, will never be relinquished. They will never give up on this complete and total surveillance of every person in the population at all times once it has been put in their hands. And you would be an absolute naive simpleton who fell off a turnip truck yesterday if you believe that to be the case. So, that being established, yes, I will direct you to that full video uh, of the Clinton Global Initiative University um, combating the COVID-19 crisis, which has a lot of nuggets embedded in it. But I will specifically uh, point you to contact tracing with the Clintons, which is an example of just those, the, some of the, the choicest nuggets about contact tracing that are embedded in that longer four-hour video. This is a seven-minute video that was put together by Corbett Report member Camille at Please Stop the Ride. I hope people will check out that video and uh, just get a sense. I mean, I don't think you have to be very particularly conspiratorial to be creeped out by the things that people are saying in this and the incentives that uh, Clinton and others are openly saying should be in place. We should be creating an army of contact tracers and this will be a great boon for employment. We can employ lots of people to snoop on the movements and activities of every other person in their country and it'll be great. And all of this, it's, I, I don't, I cannot see how you would not process that as some sort of creepy thing. But again, they're trying to market it to you with this new term, contact tracing, that you don't have any baggage associated with. So here's my suggestion. Just a, one humble suggestion is one thing that you can be doing to truly actively counteract this propaganda, which is to reject it outright. I call on people out there who are listening to this and who are equally creeped out by the total surveillance state that is being put in place. I call on you to never, ever use that phrase again. Do not refer to this as contact tracing. Just refuse it. And I haven't put a great deal of thought into this. I'm sure there are greater marketing minds out there than mine that can come up with a better idea. But all uh, I think, why not use something that we all can understand as creepy Orwellian, you know, total police state surveillance grid? Why don't we call it, say, instead of contact tracing, why not call it Big Brother surveillance or something along those lines? Or just say Big Brother. Just refuse to say contact tracing and just replace it with Big Brother. So, for example, if we were to re-engineer -re the contact tracing conversations that the Clinton Global Initiative is hosting with 
more accurate language inserted, it might sound something like this. We need Big Brother. Agents in the hundreds and hundreds of people, right? You take the test and then you Big Brother. Back all the contacts. It's never been done on this scale before. This is an army of Big Brothers. The basically investigators. But we need a national core of healthy people who are properly trying to go out and do this. Big Brother. We need the bodies. And it seemed to us as though no sort of systematic or um, concerted efforts around Big Brother were taking place in Massachusetts. So Massachusetts has recently announced that they're going to try to build a statewide Big Brother program, and they've asked partners in health to run it for them. And they're one of my partners in the work we run in Africa, Haiti, and other places. But where are we going to get all these big brothers? Uh, should we have, like, should, like you did with uh, California did with the Conservation Corps of Young People, should we have a big brother corps, even if we call it something more elegant? See what I'm saying? Do you see how that can kind of change the inflection of what's being said and the way it is being said? Do you, do you understand how, that's, how that might make a difference? Anyway, I think it is a small, it's a seemingly small change, but it actually means a lot to refuse the language as it is coming into place. Because exactly as we saw with the War of Terror, for example, which they insisted on calling the War on Terror, well, by changing the terminology that they give us uh, to talk about such things, uh, we can counteract the narratives that they're they're saying. So refuse to say weapons of mass destruction, say weapons of mass distraction or whatever it is, which sounds like just a pithy, silly thing to say. But no, you are ch consciously choosing to refuse, reject the language that they are using to try to sell to the public, to try to make people just turn off their mind and go with this new word that's being introduced in a certain context to make them think about those words. And I'm not saying go out and, and start preaching and, and evangelizing to people. No, you must stop saying this. No, just you personally refuse to use the word contact tracing. And anytime it ever comes up in any conversation with anyone you have, just insert big brother or whatever phrase you think is more appropriate. Uh, and and just, just do it. Just don't even think about it. Don't even make a big deal about it. Just do it. Just refuse to use that terminology. Uh, that is, honestly, that is something that will go some way towards D D de-propagandizing the term that they are trying to introduce to the public, which is total panopticonic Big Brother surveillance. Now, on a more practical level, yes, to the extent that people can, for example, stop carrying the slave device around in their pockets and stop taking it with them everywhere they go, that absolutely should be done right now. 100% people should be spreading awareness that, yes, you do not necessarily need your slave device with you at all times, tr tracking everywhere you go. Because regardless of what they're calling it and what they're saying about, oh, you'll have to sign, don't worry, it's all voluntary, you'll voluntarily download this app. We all know that is cockamamie nonsense, and we know that uh, you are being tracked and databased and surveilled in all sorts of different ways at all times of day and night. But the base level of what I'm saying here today is that please be actively, consciously aware of the language that is being used to introduce this new 
new concept, this old concept in a new, uh, new bottle, new wine, old wine for new bottles, new bottles for old wine, whatever, <laughs> whatever that phrase is, <laughs> you get the point. It is something that we already understand in one context as being horrible, and we are being asked to accept it as wonderful in this other context because it's been given a new name and a new twist refuse to go along with that twist. That is important to maintaining your cognitive freedom, which is the base level of any freedom that we may or may not have. And so I will put that out there. And if there are greater marketing minds than mine out there in the audience, you suggest your own term. Uh, personally, I don't think, again, like everything else, it should be decentralized, and I don't think we're all going to agree on one term that everyone has to use for this. But at any rate, just refuse to say contact tracing. Just refuse it outright. And uh, I think that is an important step. And not just contact tracing. I hope you understand. This is a general point about propaganda in general. They try to introduce terminology into our lives. They try to insert the words by which we can describe certain phenomena. And that, in some way, structures our reality. An exceptionally profound and important point, but exceptionally simple when you break it down to contact tracing? No, that's big brother. Anyway, that's the thought for the day. I hope it is a useful one. As always, I'm going to be here day in, day out, busting out information um, on this unfolding crisis as it comes. I hope you'll be there to join me for it, not at any controlled social media platform, but at CorbettReport.com. Looking forward to talking to you again in the near future.